Well, good morning. Get all set up here. I remembered my glasses this time so I can see what I'm doing. And uh, to repeat what David said, I am so glad you're sitting right there. I would rather you be here, but I'm glad our pastor's back in church. He's my bud, and I love him, and uh, we've had some conversations through text back and forth over the last week, and as I was texting with him and talking with others this week, um, the message started coming together, and I can tell you, you know, when he he sent me a text and he says, do you have something in the bank? Because the doctor says I can't preach on Sunday. My response was, sure. I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, then the, my next thought was, God, I'm going to need your help. And... Uh, you know, the, then the thought after that at some point, you know, I just need to have more faith. I just need to have faith that God will reveal what it is he wants me to speak on this Sunday. And as I <clears throat> would visit the nursing home this week and have time with my mother, and as I would visit the funeral home this week where my second cousin uh, was had lost her husband. And like I say, as I would text Brother Dwayne throughout the week, it just it, it became clearer and clearer that I needed to speak today about faith. And today I want to talk about faith or a complete faith. And the definition of faith is um, the definition of faith is the complete trust, the complete trust in someone or something. A complete or a total trust. And as Christians, we need, we should have a complete or a total faith or trust in God. That word total, uh, there is an absolute. The meaning is absolute. We should have absolute faith. Trust is a firm belief. Christians should have an absolute faith in God. Uh, we should uh, have an absolute belief or a complete faith in God the Father uh, as the creator of all things who loves us. We should have an absolute faith or belief in Jesus, the Son of God, sent to save us from our sins. We should have an absolute belief or faith in the Holy Spirit that is the gift from God. 
to help us live godly lives. And that gift of God, the Holy Spirit, we receive after uh, accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. So go ahead and put up that picture. This morning I drew this in Sunday school. It's a faith gauge. And it looks like uh, a gas gauge on a car. And as I speak today, I want you to, I want them to leave that up there, and I want you to look at that occasionally, and I want you to uh, figure out where you would place your faith on that gauge. Over there on F or full, that would be a complete faith. In God and Jesus Christ. And uh, over there on E, I hope none of you are there. That you would have no faith. You would be empty. So I will refer to that occasionally throughout the, uh, the message this morning. But as I speak, I want you to just occasionally look at that on the screens. And try to figure out where you would place your personal faith. I made a couple of notes here that faith is like gas. The more you have, the farther you can go. You run out of faith, and you're done. We should keep, or we should try to keep, our faith tank or our faith gauge as full as possible. And the more faith we have in life, the easier the travel. The more faith you have in that gauge in life, the easier the travel will be. So we all put our faith in something or someone, right? The question would be what or who do you put your faith in? Some put their faith in the stock market. Not real sure why. Some would put their faith in the government. And I'm really not sure about that one either. And some put their faith in in their bank account. The more I have, the better my life will be. Seems to be the mentality of society today. And some put their faith in their husband or their wife or family. Now, while it is good to have trust in someone or something, it is very important that we have faith in God, that He is sovereign. Have faith that He is sovereign, that He is in control in all areas of our life. We should have an absolute belief or a complete faith in that. That he is in control of all areas of our life. The last thing I'm sure Brother Dwayne wanted to hear this week was, God's in control, dude. You know, when it's you going through something... We all too often want to say, you know, God's in control, but guys, he really is. 
On a daily basis, we are let down by people that we thought we could trust. Don't put your faith in things that will wither and die. But put your faith in God, the Father, and Jesus, the Son, and the Helper, the Holy Spirit. All three are one, and they are, and they offer a better life, both here on earth and, most importantly, for eternity. Put your faith in God. In Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. This is Jesus, and he's speaking to the disciples. And he says, have faith in God. I assure you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not have doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, all the things you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them and you will have them, Jesus said. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. So your Father in heaven will also forgive you your your wrongdoing. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Jesus says to the men, to us today, that we must have faith in God. And they're cannot be doubt in our hearts. He says there that I assure you if anyone says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into to the sea and does not have doubt in his heart but believes what he says will happen it will be done for him. We must have faith in God and we must remove the doubt that we have. I want to tell a story but, uh, that my brother shared with me at the uh, funeral home this week. And it was just one of those things that was like, you know, all right, it's confirmation that I need to talk about faith. I was sitting there and I was sharing with my brother how I had to fill in this Sunday and that the message was going to be on faith and uh, you know, you have to understand my brother. He doesn't really talk and a whole lot, and he definitely doesn't share feelings and stuff like that. And he says, Grandma Jewel taught me about faith. And I said, really? I said, why don't you share with me? And he said, well, I went to her and I told her, Grandma, I, I'm, I need a new job. And he said that Grandma told him, well, you need to pray to God about that job. And then she said, and then you need to have faith that God will answer your prayer. That job was filled 
I mean, he got that job that he was praying about, and he has that job to this day. But you see, Grandma knew the word. And she shared exactly what Jesus shared with the disciples, with my brother. Brian, you need to pray about it. You need to take it to God in prayer, and then you need to have faith that he will answer that prayer. And he did. Brian said, that's what I did. And God answered. And he still has that job today. Jesus says there in verse 22, to have faith in God, no doubt in your heart, Jesus says that all these things you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them and you will have them. We must have faith. We must have no doubt in our heart. We must have an absolute belief or a complete faith in God and a complete faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I think we find a a beautiful picture of complete faith Someone who has complete faith in Jesus and what he's capable of doing in our lives. I think we have a beautiful example of that in Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 34. It's the woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years. It says there that she had suffered from bleeding for 12 years. She had endured much. She had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had, and she was not helped at all. It says, on the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his robe. For she said, if I can just touch his robes, I'll be made well. Having heard about Jesus. You see, she hadn't spent time with Jesus. She hadn't witnessed any of the miracles that he has had performed up to this point. But she had only heard what Jesus was capable of doing. She had faith. If I could just get close enough, if I could just get close enough to touch the hem on his garment, the, his robe, if I could just get close enough, I will be healed. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, that is a beautiful picture of faith. She had heard what he was capable of doing. And listen, we hear it all the time, what Jesus is capable of doing. And she had faith. She says, if I can just get close enough to him to where I can touch his robe, I'll be made well. In verse 29, instantly 
When she touched his robe, it says instantly her flow of blood ceased and she sensed in her body that she was cured of her affliction. And at once Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out from him. It says that he turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my robe? And the disciples said to him, Do you see the crowd? Do you see the crowd pressing against you? And you say, Who touched me? So he was looking around to see who had done this. I'm telling you, Jesus was looking around for the person who had faith in the group. He's looking around and here today for the people who have faith in this group. He was looking around to see what he, who had done this. And the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came with fear and trembling. She fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus responds, daughter... He said to her, your faith, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be free from your affliction. I believe that is a beautiful picture of a complete faith. She hadn't spent time with him, you know. She had only heard it. She had only heard of what he was capable of doing. Guys, we hear it every Sunday. We hear every Sunday, year after year of our lives, of what Jesus is capable of doing in our lives if we have faith. I made a note there that the woman is like us. She's like us. She has only heard about Jesus. And based on what she had heard, she had faith that he could heal her. In Matthew 9, Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 30. We hear another story of a couple of men who have this kind of faith. And it says, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men, two blind men followed him, shouting, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord, they answered him. And then it says there, Then he touched their eyes, saying, Let it be done for you according to your faith. Verse 30, And their eyes were opened. They had only heard of what Jesus was capable of doing. They hadn't witnessed with their own eyes of the miracles that he had performed. But they had only heard They're like, let's yell out to him. They had faith enough to yell. It reminds me 
of when Jesus was talking to Doubting Thomas in John chapter 20, verse 29. Don't turn there. Jesus says to Thomas, Because you have seen me, you believe. But Jesus then tells Thomas, Those who believe without seeing are blessed. Those men had never seen a single thing that Jesus did. And they believed he could heal their sight. And because of that belief without seeing, they were blessed and they were healed. These two men were blind. They hadn't seen a single miracle Jesus had performed, but they had faith based on what they had heard about him. Their faith in him opened their eyes. We have all heard about Jesus. We have his teaching in God's word. How strong is your faith today? How strong is your faith in Jesus? When the storms of life come, and they will, how strong is your faith? When the storms of life come, and they will, what do you do? Do you call on the Lord for strength? Do you call on the Lord for guidance? Does your faith in the Lord get stronger or weaker? When adultery leads to divorce and division, how is your faith? When sickness strikes you or a loved one, how is your faith? When you have a loved one to die suddenly, how's your faith? When you find yourself in a financial mess, how is your faith? When storms come in your life, and brothers and sisters, they will... What do you do? What do you do? Let's turn to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 40. We're going to talk about a storm that comes into the men's life. Verse 35, on that day when evening had come, he, Jesus, told them, the disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and they took him along since he was already in the boat. And other other boats were with him. And it says there in verse 37 that a fierce windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. It was in the process of sinking. But he, Jesus, was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to die? 
Verse 39, it says that he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then Jesus said to them, Why are you fearful? Do you still have no faith? When the storms in our lives come, when the winds pick up, when the waves start crashing into our boat, what do we do? Do we call on the Lord for strength? Do we call on the Lord for guidance? Does your faith in the Lord get stronger or weak? You see, the men in the boat, they were like, why is he asleep? Does he not care? How many times when a storm comes into your life, are you like, why, God? Do you not care? When the storm hit, they were afraid. When the doctor says, we're going to put a stint in your heart, I don't know about him, but I would have had a little bit of fear. What do we do when that happens? Do we turn to him? Or do we start trying to figure out things for ourselves? When the storm hit, they were afraid. These were men who were called by Jesus to follow him. They had witnessed Jesus do many miraculous things. But when the storm came, they were afraid. And they began to question. And Jesus just simply asked, Men, do you still have no faith. When the storms come in our life, what do we do? Do we fear? Do we question why? Does he care that I am sinking? Matthew 14, verses 22 through 30, uh, 33. Immediately he, Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him on the other side. We're going to hear about another storm. And while he dismissed the crowds, after dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And then when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already over a mile uh, from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. And it says here that around three in the morning, he came toward them walking on the sea. Jesus came towards them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter there, buddy. He says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come out onto the water. 
command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water. He started walking on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And it says there in verse 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt, Peter? And so when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. They, then those in the boat worshipped him and said, truly you are the Son of God. You see, Peter had faith in the beginning. He had faith in the beginning. He had a boldness. He had uh, a confidence. You know, if that is you, Lord, call me out. He says, come on. Jesus says, come on. And man, that first step out of that boat onto that water. He had to have some faith, didn't he not? He had faith in the beginning. But then the wind picked up around him. The storm started to to brew around him. And then he was afraid. He took his eyes off Jesus. When the storms brew in our life, when the wind picks up and starts uh, uh, brewing a storm... The last thing we need to do is take our eyes off our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We must stay focused. Peter took his eyes off Jesus and his faith dropped. His faith dropped and he started to sink. Peter did respond well. He cried out, Lord, save me. And we know that he did. When the storm kicks up in your life, when the wind picks up, when something of a tragedy happens, what do you do? You stay focused on the Lord. Do we cry out to him? Lord, save me. Psalm 138.3 says, On the day I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. When things happen in our life, when the doctor says something you don't want to hear, Do we cry out, Lord, save me? Do we turn to him in prayer? Psalm 138, again, 3 says, On on the day I cried out to you, you answered me and made me bold, made me bold with strength in myself. 
The more we cry out to our Heavenly Father and Lord and Savior, the stronger our faith becomes. The closer we get in our walk with Jesus, the stronger our faith becomes. And the more we pray, the better our relationship and the stronger our faith. The more we pray, the better our relationship and the stronger our faith. I want to tell you about a woman. Adultery came into her life, which then led to divorce, which led to division in the family. In the same year, sickness came in to her life, which resulted in disability and loss of mobility. And financial struggle after financial struggle, this woman dealt with in her life. And I can stand here today and tell you that she has had more than her fair share of storms in her life. She has had more than her fair share of storms in her life. And the woman that I speak of today is my mother. And this week, I got to go along with my wife and feed her lunch a couple days. And on the second day, we took her lunch from the restaurant. I opened a piece of pumpkin pie, and she's like, oh, that looks good. Then I opened up her meal, which was an Italian beef and French fries. And she's like, how did you know that's what I wanted? But before she ate, she prayed, and she thanked God for that meal. And then when she was done praying, she kind of leaned back in her chair and was getting ready for lunch. And she said, I am so blessed. And I'm telling you, that messed with me. I have watched her in her life and the storms of life and the struggles of her life. And on that day, with very limited mobility of this hand and being able to turn her head, she leans back in her wheelchair and she says, I'm so blessed. Now, I've been able to witness my mother for years of these struggles that she's dealt with. And there were times when her faith her faith was close to empty on that gauge. 
There was question after question as to why, God, this is happening to me. But as she went through those storms in her life, her faith has gotten stronger. And she's a wonderful example for how we should be in our lives. As we endure the storms of our life, we should turn to our Lord and give him all the glory and the credit for everything. Even when we're on the mountains and even when we're in the valleys, we should give him the glory. She has learned over the years of her life to trust in Jesus. And she has learned to trust in God. There's a song that I want to quote today. I'm about done. It's called Through It All. I have had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation or comfort that my trials come to only make me strong. And it goes through it all through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus, I've learned to trust in God, and I've learned to depend upon his word. It says, I've been to lots of places, and I've seen lots of faces, and there's been times i felt so all alone. But in my lonely hours, yes, those precious lonely hours, Jesus lets me know that I was his own. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. I've learned to depend upon his word. It goes on and says, I thank God for the mountains, the high points in our life. And I thank him for the valleys that are that's the low points in our life. And I thank him for the storms that he has brought me through. For if I had never had a problem, I wouldn't know God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. It's a good song. And in conclusion, we turn to First Peter, chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. Get there. Peter says, church, listen to what he says. Christians, listen to what he says. Believers, followers. Listen to what he says. He says, be serious. 
be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Oftentimes that roaring lion looks like some of the storms that we're facing. He says you need to be serious and be alert. He says in verse 9, resist him and be firm in the faith. Resist him and be strong in your faith. Resist him and be strong in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Resist him and be firm in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. We're not the only one dealing with storms in our life. Verse 10. Now the God of all grace, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus. It says there that he will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. Let's read it again. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, he will restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. The dominion belongs to him forever. We've had examples today out of God's word of how some had such a complete faith in the Lord and what he could do. And then we had examples today of how some who witnessed what the Lord could do seemed to lose a little bit of their faith. There comes times in our lives when things happen that we seem to not have any control over. And God wants us to turn to him during every one of those times. When we are on those high mountains and everything's great and good, we need to praise him. When we are in a valley in our life, we need to praise God. We need to call upon him. We need to look to him for strength to get through whatever it may be. Guys, we need to have a complete faith in God and Jesus. So where do you place yourself today? On the faith gauge. Where's your faith level?
Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day and an opportunity to share just a little bit about faith and how we are to seek you when the waves kick up, when the wind picks up, when storms in life come. You want us to have a complete faith, a total faith in you, God that you truly are sovereign, that you truly are in control of all areas of our lives. I pray today that we can hear that clearly and that the next time we are faced with something, we call on you for strength to get us through whatever it may be. Father, I pray that someone here today heard a message about their particular faith and how maybe they need to work on strengthening it. They do that through prayer and a relationship with you, Lord. As we have a a time of invitation, God, I just pray that you speak to the hearts and the minds of those that are here today. If anyone should need to make a decision to follow you, Lord Jesus, I pray that uh, through the through the Spirit, you speak to them. And if there's anyone here today, Father, uh, like me back in 2012, that was just a mess. They needed to rededicate their life like I did. If they need to do that today, Father, I pray that you speak to them that they make that decision here in just a minute. And Father, if there's anyone here that wants to make Dorsville their church home, Father, I pray that you lead them out. We love you, God, and above all things, we thank you and love you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die our sins. If we believe in him, we have eternal life with you. I pray that if there's anyone here that needs to make that decision today, they do so. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.